A federal judge has blocked Anthem's $48 billion deal to buy Cigna, the second of two massive mergers that would have reshaped the U.S. healthcare landscape. Two weeks ago, another judge halted Aetna's $37 billion merger with Humana. Judge Amy Jackson said the merger of Anthem and Cigna was likely to result in higher prices and would have done unacceptable harm to competition in the industry. Joining us is Bloomberg Intelligence senior litigation analyst Jennifer Ree. Jen, was this expected? Uh, good afternoon, June and Greg. Thanks for having me. And June, yes, I do think it was. I mean, I think looking at what happened in trial and the arguments that the companies were making, as well as the block on the attempt to acquire Humana by Aetna that occurred just last month, um, you know, and, and so much concern right now about costs and rising costs in health care and, and what a sensitive issue that is. I, I think this wasn't a big surprise. Jennifer, there's this really interesting little aspect about this case where there was this discord between Anthem and Cigna. Tell us a little bit about that and, and, and how much, if at all, it played into the judge's decision. You know, it really was an interesting aspect because usually com- parties to a merger are on the same page. You know, they're both trying to reach the same end goal, and they're working toward that together. And in this case, it was just very odd because in some uh, circumstances in the trial, it seemed that Cigna was disagreeing openly with Anthem, in fact, disagreeing with Anthem's estimated uh, cost savings that might come from the merger, you know, as well as being unwilling to sign on to Anthem's version of the proposed facts and findings that came out of the trial um, because they disagreed. And, and that is really very strange. And, you know, it's possible Anthem might claim that, that this was part of the problem and why they got blocked. When I read the judge's summary, now she hasn't issued her full opinion yet, but she did issue a summary. I don't really feel like it did play in too much. I mean, she does mention it. She does call it the elephant in the room, and it was an issue. But she determined that this merger was anti-competitive, and it would cause harm to a market based on properly defined markets. And she determined that the efficiencies were not merger-specific and not verifiable, and that enough would 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 block this deal. That would be enough to have a ruling to block the deal, even without this this discord that made the efficiencies that were claimed questionable. Jen, Jeff Sessions was just sworn in as attorney general this morning. Could Anthem and Cigna remake these deals and try again under the Trump administration, where perhaps the antitrust officials would be more amenable to large consolidations? You know, June, it's a good question, because I think this is what a lot of people are wondering and thinking about. And in some cases, my reaction to that would be it, it would be worth the try, because traditionally the Republican approach has been to be a little friendlier, a little more pro-business. But the one thing I will say about this is that something that's been quite bipartisan, even within you know, the advent of the Trump administration, is this concern over costs, pharmaceutical costs, and health care costs. And because of that, I suspect this kind of deal involving two health insurers would probably have the same fate, even with the new administration. Jen, is there any prospect of litigation between Anthem and Cigna over the the, the discord that you were talking about? I know that uh, there is a provision in their merger agreement that uh, – I'm going to get them confused here – but one of them has to pay the other one if the deal falls apart, Right. right? Right, right. It's called a reverse breakup fee. And if the deal falls apart before the end date, it's blocked because of antitrust. The way it works is the buyer would have to pay the seller the fee, which in this case is $1.8 billion. That's a negotiated term during the time that they're you know, negotiating and, and agreeing upon a, a purchase agreement. Um, and 
It would surprise me if Anthem didn't try to fight that fee. I mean, that this was a strange deal where they, it seems that there was some evidence they were already accusing each other of breach of contract even before this got to trial. Then there was the discord at trial, and it looks, you know, they're, sim- they're clearly not on the same page. And, I, you know, it's a very long agreement. There are a lot of conditions on that fee. And I imagine that Anthem will try to challenge it and claim that Cigna didn't satisfy its conditions or that it willfully breached the contract, which could also put that fee in jeopardy. And who says antitrust is not fascinating? Jen, <laughs> Anthem said it will appeal. And Aetna and Humana have said they're still deciding whether to appeal. What are the chances on appeal? I think I think for both the the chances are probably low. You know, first it's a high standard to start, and um, you know both judges' opinions. Well, again, we haven't seen the full opinion um, by Judge Jackson, but at least the Aetna opinion was really, really well thought out and thorough and decisive. And I have a feeling, based on the summary here, this one will be too. And I think the likelihood on appeal is low. You know, we have very little precedent to, let's say, look at statistics on these matters because so few mergers go to trial and so few that are actually lost by the parties get appealed. Thank you so much for being with us here on Bloomberg Law. That's Bloomberg Intelligence Senior Litigation Analyst Jennifer Ree. For more of Jennifer's analysis, go to BIGO on the Bloomberg Terminal. That's it for this edition of Bloomberg Law. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Wall Street time and hope you will be as well. Thanks to our technical director, Chris Tricomi, and our producer, David Sutterman. You can always find the latest legal news at BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com. Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson starts right now on Bloomberg Radio. Carol is in the studio to tell us what's up next. Well, good afternoon, June. Good afternoon, everybody. Coming up, we've got to take a look at uh, Twitter. We got their earnings after the close yesterday, but we're seeing that stock tumbling. So we'll walk you through the quarter, what you need to know as an investor. Also got to talk about... um the president's meeting with airline executives. He's talked about a little bit about tax policy, so that's got people excited, June, on this uh, Thursday. Hard to imagine about Twitter. We'll be listening. That's Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson starting right now on Bloomberg Radio. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.